Welcome to Ticking Stock with Kelly McMillan. If the name sounds like a business show to you, then you've got it all wrong. Kelly McMillan is the principal of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks and will talk about shooting for fun, competition, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here is your host, Kelly McMillan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. I'm your host. And for the next hour or so, we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things, not all just guns this time. Got a really great show. I'm really excited about it. Um, we would normally start off with our um, collegiate spotlight, but it's right in the middle of their season. And it seemed like every coach that, that we wanted, that we had contacted, had something going on today and couldn't be on the show. So we'll uh, put that off for today and we'll, we'll pick it up again uh, after the holidays. Um, we're going to have a great show. I've got uh, an in-studio guest today. Uh, this is Chris Cook with Timney Triggers. He's going to be sitting in through this whole hour. And um, we're going to talk to Evan Haffer from Black Rifle Cop- uh, Coffee Company. And Chris, let me know that he had some uh, conversations that he wanted to have with Evan, so he might uh, pipe in here before his interview, which comes up later in the hour. So, Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks, Kelly, for having us. Evan, you there with us? I'm here. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Well, I've got a couple of things that I want to cover before we get started with our interview, Evan. So if you'll just hang on and uh, listen, uh, we've got some great information on things going on with McMillan and what what we've been doing. Uh, really exciting for me. Uh, Zev and I, and Zev's here, my co-host, Zev the Wolf Nadler. Howdy, everybody. Glad to be here again. Um, we spent uh, all day yesterday on the floor of PTA, which is the uh, mold making molding company that we've chosen to make our MC3 stocks and uh, actually went through the process of the mold proof and first articles and you know it, it's it's kind of anticlimactic for a guy who's put two years into a project and you know that this is only the first step to getting the stocks on the market but as far as what we got out of the mold and what we were expecting, it's proven the concept. It really is going to be, without a doubt, unlike any other plastic stock on the market, uh, not only is it going to be an A5 pattern, but the materials that we were using are not being used by anybody else molding uh, plastic stocks, and it creates a stock unlike anything else, besides the fact that we're using a process nobody else is using, too. So with all those things combined, we, we've got a great product. Uh, it looks like we're, we'll be able to start shipping around the first of the year. Uh, we're in good shape. I know we've been talking about doing this for about the last uh, eight months. But, you know, in, until you get involved in a process like this, you have no idea. And, and this is the first for McMillan. 43 years of making fiberglass gun stocks, never ventured into the, the plastic molding. Now, my father did. A lot of people don't know. They see a Pelican case and they say, oh, state of the art. That's the best gun case you can have. But Pelican wasn't in the gun case business back in 1986 when my dad went to him and said, hey, I want you to make a gun case for me. They were into camera cases and small cases for a, a lot of different features, great cases but nothing in the gun case line. So when they made the G. McMillan Company Incorporated gun case back in 1986, 87, 
my father learned what that process was like, um, but I wasn't involved in that. So um, just a little short story about that case. Because my father had made a commitment to buy a certain number of cases and he ended up selling the business before he had met that commitment, being the honorable guy that he was, he went to um, Pelican and said, hey, look, I sold the company. I don't I don't know what they feel about the gun case. I'm going to give it to you and you can do whatever you want with it. So maybe you can make up, you know, the money that that you have invested in this uh, to see if you can get recoup some of your money. So the very first gun case that Pelican ever made was a McMillan gun case. And that's how they got into the gun case business, which is really awesome. I, I, I love telling that story because uh, not only did um, because they he was making them specifically for the rifles he was building for the seals. First thing that happened, he put some guns in and flew them up to Colorado, and they couldn't get the latches open <laughs> because of the change in air pressure from oh, yeah. you know 1,600 feet to to 5,000. He just they had to take hammers and and knock the lot the clips off of them. They said, "Oh, okay, well we need a purge valve." Well, if we need a purge valve, we need something. It's already airtight, but we want to make sure water doesn't get in it. They put an O-ring seal in it, which is what created the problem. So anyway, long story short, uh, they went through a lot of uh, changes and, and modifications to get the Pelican gun case to where it is today. And I'm proud of the fact that my father was the, the impetus behind that. So we found out that injection molding is a unique product unto itself. And you just don't do it quickly or easily. So... This is the process. It's been taking two years. We're happy about it. MC3 stocks will be on the market. I promise we're, we're, we're working basically on our legend, which is the A5 pattern. And that will be the first one we come out with. Once we have everything dialed in on that, then we'll, we'll work on the um, tradition, which is our hunting line, basically the Game Scout model. So I'm really excited about that. Second thing I want to talk about is... Uh, People who listen to the show on a regular basis are aware that not too long ago I had a good friend of mine and a non, he's not a non-gun guy, he is a gun guy, but we had him on to talk about bass fishing and that's Kevin Finley. Well, he let me know while he was on the show that the company that had been sponsoring him for the last two years uh, decided to go a different way and so the main sponsor for Kevin Finley, a professional bass fisherman, uh, became available, and we worked the details out today. So McMillan will be the main sponsor on Kevin Finley uh, fishing, and we're going to do some really cool stuff. Right. Kevin's a really great uh, uh, social media guy. He he does his sponsors proudly and uh, works really hard to promote all of his sponsors. So we're going to do some video podcasting together, and we're going to have a feature on this show Um that will, if not be weekly, it will be after each of his tournaments, he will come on and talk about the tournament, how he did, what was going on, what what gear worked good, and, and where his next uh, fishing uh, tournament is, so that those who are interested in that can keep track of him through the radio show as well as through Kevin Finley's Facebook pages and stuff. So I'm really excited about that. It's kind of a departure for McMillan sponsoring anything that's not shooting related, but you know, Fishermen are, are shooters. They're, they're gun guys. And he says, every time I show up on a lake somewhere, people say, 
how do you know McMillan? How, how did you get in with them? So, you know, he, he knows what the McMillan name means, even in the fishing industry. So it's really good for all of us to be able to, to you know, put our name on his boat and, and be associated with, with him. Such a great person. Individually, you know, you've met him, Zeb. You, just a terrific guy. I have, yeah. A, a real honorable, great businessman. Uh, and, a, and a hell of a bass fisherman. So <laughs> he said, hey, let's go out and fish on, on Saturday, uh, Monday. And I said, okay, I'm there. Uh, he just came by today, showed me some pictures of some bass, uh, probably six pounders that he pulled out of Lake Pleasant. I, that's his fishing hole. He's been fishing that for 20 years. And uh, I said, oh, oh, damn, I got a doctor's appointment Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost wanted to cancel the doctor's appointment just so I could go fish. But anyway, that's what's new that's going on with McMillan. Really excited about that. Uh, Zev, what was your uh, uh, takeaway from yesterday's experience? You know, we flew in and out of Denver, I think, in about 30 hours. And uh, I, I, I will never forget the smile on your face when you held that stock. And then when you put an action in it and the way it fits so smoothly. And people could go on the Facebook page and see you there with your thumbs up. And I particularly enjoyed when you had me put into that cherry picker. I brought a drone with a little spark to try to get a overhead view of the, uh, what is it 600 tons? Yeah, 610 ton press. 610 ton press actually working, uh, but there was too much EMP and magnetic interference and the drone was kind of doing its own thing and drifting. So I brought it down and then Kelly had me get inside of a cherry picker with my Osmo uh, Steadicam <laughs> and I got some good footage of that. So, so definitely stay tuned. We'll, we'll have that out on the Facebook page soon. Well, thanks for doing all that. You know, uh, I hated the photograph that, that you and, and Brittany both posted because with that light shining on the top of my head, made, looked me, made me look like I was bald as a, a billiard ball. So I'm <laughs> doing my hair that. back. That's all there is to it. I am not going with this short buzz cut anymore. I mean, it's bad enough to look bald, but I, I am not bald, guys, I promise. So anyway, yeah, it's... Thousands of people seeing that picture looking like my, my top of my head shining. Uh, I'm going to go deposit my paycheck right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for that. Um, I want to get right in with Evan. Once again, he's with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Evan, you still there with me? Yeah, I'm still here, fellas. How are you guys? Okay, we're good. Um, you know, we usually start off with our guests uh, getting a little background on them personally. Um, where you grew up, um, how you got into what you're doing. So if yeah. you take just a couple of minutes and let us get to know you a little bit better. Well, I, I actually grew up in northern Idaho. Uh, my my father was a, was a logger, and I grew up kind of in a really, really small town in northern Idaho right along the uh, Montana border. And uh, I joined the army, I guess, or the, the national guard when I was 18 years old and came back home and went to college. Uh, I was still in the reserves. Um, after college, I went off and became a green beret. And, uh, soon after that, nine 11 happened. And, uh, I, I was basically working as either a, a green beret or what's called a, a PMC or a private military contractor for the state department and the CIA until 2014. Uh, and then I started black rifle coffee in 2014. And, um, I had been roasting coffee since about 2006, 2007. And, uh, I just wanted to make a full transition out of basically carrying a rifle and a pistol for a living and 
earning my earning my dollars, <laughs> I guess the hard way, so to speak, and uh, just really spend more time with my family. At that point, I, I'd had about five years on the ground in Iraq and another couple years in Afghanistan. And the way that my rotations were going was I would do about uh, two months, two to three months on, take like two weeks off. And I would do that. I did that for about a decade. And um, so a lot of rotations, Iraq and Afghanistan, I was teaching uh, advanced pistol and carbine and roasting coffee. And I just decided that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this coffee thing full time and settle down. So that's what I did. And now uh, I've got 92 employees in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, 50 of them are, are veterans. A lot of guys that I worked with in my past, whether in special forces or at the, at the CIA. And, uh, it's just been a, it's been a great three years since starting Black Rifle Coffee. It's been a, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of, uh, sleeping on the floor of my office. I <laughs> didn't take pay for, you know, two years. You guys understand what it's like to run a business. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, now it's just, Every day gets it gets a, a little bit more challenging, but it gets a little bit easier too. I don't know if I'm just getting used to the stress or it just keeps, <laughs> uh, you know, stress inoculation is a real thing. I'm not getting shot at anymore. It's just making sure that everybody gets fed every month, right? It's just a different kind of stress. And first off, yeah. Evan, let me say thank you personally for your service. Uh, people who have listened to this show from the very beginning understand what a real uh, commitment that we have to honoring our servicemen. And it seems like I've never gone out specifically and, and got a guy on the show because he was a military guy, but all of the people, I mean, a huge number of the people that come on this show have served and, and were instrumental in uh, fighting for this country's freedoms. And, and I really want you to know how much I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. That's what I always tell people. You know, I I was a was a volunteer in 1995, and I I voluntarily left in uh, you know 2015. So 20 years of service, zero regrets, and it was truly my pleasure. I also want to thank you for hiring vets. You know, that's something that that I think that we all as business owners need to look at when we can and it's appropriate. Uh, to be able to put uh, some of our, our warriors to work when they get back out of the, the battlefield, I think it's really important, and I want to thank you for that as well. I really yeah, was you, impressed when you put the, uh, the the word out that you were going to hire 10,000 people because uh, Starbucks was going to hire 10,000 refugees. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting uh, year last <laughs> year because, you know, the, the, the ridiculous statement by, you know, the, the – you know, our competitor, one of our competitors that you're going to hire 10,000 refugees. It's just kind of, uh, just kind of ridiculous to assume that you're one that you can accomplish that, you know, just the logistics involved and, and, you know, are there 10,000 refugee, uh, you know, defined refugees based on specific refugee status? Are you pulling specifically from the Middle East? Do you have a special relationship with the State Department? Like there's a million different things, which is like, Initially, when we came out, I was like, you know what, man, this, if this dude's going to make these like crazy claims, uh, I said, you know what, I'll make it a stretch goal for my company in the next six years to hire 10,000 guys. And <clears throat> it's funny because I took it on the chin a little bit for that. And uh, I, 
I don't let those things really bother me. But uh, it, when we when we set that out, it was, hey, you know what? We are one of the fastest growing coffee companies in the United States. Actually, we have we drive more traffic online than big companies like Pete's Coffee and and companies that are you know well over. Um, they have tens of thousands of employees internationally. And we, we'd actually been in talks with a, um, a group of guys out of Chicago to help us expand our franchise model because what I wanted, I wanted to give veterans the opportunity to own their own coffee shop, you know, have their own franchise. And so when that hit, I was like, oh, yeah, we can, we can absolutely do this because we're looking at partnering and then opening about 600 stores internationally in the next six years. And um, I think a lot of people mistook that. They said, well, you can't do it. Um, well, in all actuality, I, I did. I ended up selling about 30% of the company to a, a, much larger, um, a much larger company that specializes in multi-unit, which is franchising. And uh, we've been crafting our franchise push for the last, well, about the last year. And uh, we're starting in Dallas, Fort Worth, and at the beginning of next year. Uh, but we'll be growing it. Uh, the first year, we're we're looking at about twenty, and then we we continue to double. Um, in the last five or fifth year of our plan, we'll be putting in several per month. So we're we're well on track. It's it's uh, it's a definitely it's a stretch goal, and. You have to, as a CEO of a company, you have to put out a stretch goal. Um, and you have to drive the company to meet that demand. And that's, you know, that's what leadership is all about. And you take it on the chin if you miss, but ultimately I'm the guy that's responsible for those things, right? Well, I hope you take over and occupy Seattle and, and really make, you know, your <laughs> coffee <laughs> the coffee that everybody wants. Um, I had another question for you. We, I, I was told that you have a lot of paintings around the office, uh, including George Washington. And one of our uh, yeah. first guests that Kelly ever had on the show is a fellow named uh, uh, Greg Medford. And Greg Medford uh, is a knife maker, Medford Knives. And he, yeah, uh, oh not gosh, only I love those. I love those knives, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, Greg yeah. is very instrumental. Actually, he's the one that puts it on every year. He puts on a dinner uh, honoring George Washington, and it started off with maybe 25, 30 patriots, including vets and, and those of us who are who have not served but are patriotic. Uh, and now I think the last time we were there, it must have had over 100 people, and it just keeps growing and growing. And the theme is about George Washington, and he actually gave out some books on he actually lent me a book to read, which I finished, which is called His Excellency, because George Washington was known as that because that's how they addressed leadership uh, back right. in the day. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, why you put that up and, and how you honor our leaders in that way. Uh, well, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm obviously an entrepreneur now, but I'm, I'm, all, I'm a patriot. And I took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States 20 plus years ago, and that that responsibility didn't end to me when I left government service. And uh, I truly believe America is the, the greatest nation that's, that's ever existed on the planet Earth. And I really, in my heart of hearts, believe that, uh, you know, one person can truly make a difference uh, in building great nations. And uh, George Washington 
I feel is probably the single most influential and in, in, uh, the most influential and key figure in, in the reason that America exists today. Uh, I, everybody asked me, who's your, who's your entrepreneur, um, inspiration? And I'm like, Oh, George Washington. He's the greatest startup, uh, entrepreneur in history. <laughs> You're right. And, uh, you know, because of one man and the way that, that, you know, he inspired and led people and continued to push a vision forward in the fight, uh, you know, for years of his life, dedicating, you know, time, sacrifice, his own money, you know, we have the ability to start businesses and, and, uh, raise our families and what I feel is the greatest nation on earth and that has ever existed. Uh, and uh, we owe the men and women that, that started the country a, a great deal of gratitude. And not only that, but we owe them the opportunity to remember them properly. And I'd never want people to forget that, that the nation wouldn't exist without these men. And we can never lose slight. We can never lose sight of the fact that, what was their what was their driving ethos? You know, escaping tyranny, um, and we can't go back to that. <laughs> so I don't want to turn this into a political uh, conversation, but you know, uh, Mao and Stalin and Lenin and all the current you know conditions that we live in and the way that they're manifested and our ability to defend ourselves and maintain the this the sacred document the constitution uh it's our responsibility of businessmen and it's our fiduciary responsibility to society to make sure that that is not encroached impeded or fractured uh it's Amen. Truly, uh truly my objective like and people need to know that when they buy black rifle coffee i never want them to feel like it's a surprise that uh the company supports veteran causes and i always tell people is veteran related causes hiring uh and the second amendment because i do feel the second amendment is one of the primary amendments within the constitution that actually protects it so um that's just you know my two cents i guess i appreciate that we really love that about you and one of the reasons why we asked you to be on the show um but let's talk about coffee i know that you, yeah, you said you've been you've been roasting your own coffee for a number of years I wouldn't consider myself a connoisseur, but I am not adverse to paying for good quality anytime I buy anything. And for right. a long time, I bought Javalia, uh, Jamaica yeah. Blue Mountain, and Kona yeah. because that was the only place I could buy it. And they delivered it to, to my house. And I never ran out because I had the delivery schedule pretty good. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one day, they decided to quit selling the expensive coffees because they couldn't make any money out of it, apparently. And now you right. see their 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 house blend and, and Colombian in every grocery store in town, but it's not right. the same. Uh, what is it that you found that you could do different that made your coffee good enough for you to do what you've done? Well, you know, I, I mean, first of all, I guess I got to ask, or I got to answer the why, which is, you know, my coffee exists or, or, you know, why coffee? I just found it incredibly interesting with the, the history of America. In 1773, of course, it's a Boston Tea Party, uh, post-Boston Tea Party. Americans chose coffee as the hot drink of choice because tea was seen as unpatriotic. 
And I, I was interested in tea based, just based on that, or uh, sorry, coffee, just based on that historical fact. And I started roasting coffee to take with me overseas because I wanted really great coffee. And man, if you guys have ever drank, you know, <laughs> government coffee and chow halls, it's just, it was so bad. <laughs> um, and I would roast 20, 30, 40 pounds, take it with me uh, while I was deployed so I could have a great cup of coffee. And so I was exploring, you know, blends from Southeast Asia, Africa, uh, all over the world. I landed on this, uh, on an Arabica that I really, really love from South America. And, um, what, what's allowed me to kind of continue to move the, 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 the company forward is this was a, a fantastic tasting green coffee, uh, that wasn't extraordinarily high. And I, I mean, I, at that point, I think I'd roasted about, I don't know, a couple hundred different origins before I landed on, which is my, what I feel is my workhorse, the Colombian Arabica. And, uh, it's a Supremo, which is a, it's a little bit larger of a bean. And I, I, I just love the flavor profile and, you know, now I mix it with, uh, depending on the copies, I'll blend with um, an AK. My AK-47 is actually a Brazil, and then a, a Brazilian and a Colombian, and it's roasted at two different levels. So it's actually post-roast uh, blended. So we, we get really into the coffee. I mean, when I, <laughs> I have a coffee lab in my office where, not in my office office, but we've got like color analyzers and every coffee maker you can think of. Uh, we've got two different types of roasters. We've got a drum roaster and a fluid bed roaster. We've got sample roasters. So we're roasting coffee from all around the world at this point all the time. And we're cupping it, which just means you're tasting it uh, in different ways, trying to really improve the customer experience, give them a great cup of coffee. I've heard it a thousand times uh, in the last couple of years where it's like, this is the best cup of coffee I've ever had. And it changes people. It changes the way they, 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 they taste coffee, they interact with it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's my big motivating factor is I just want people to have a great cup of coffee hey, Evan, by a great uh, company. Yeah, we're, we're almost out of time. As a matter of fact, okay. we've gone over a little bit. I wanted to let you get that in. First off, how do people find out more about your coffee? Uh, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Okay, we got that out of the way. That's good. BlackRifleCoffee.com, spelled just like it sounds, easy for people yep. to get a hold of. I want you to know that that I've already chewed out Zev for not having requested you send me some coffee so I could have experienced <laughs> it before I had you on the show. That would have made sense, right? So right. what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to make you an offer. I'm going to send you any Macmillan fiberglass stock of your choice, inletted for any gun you want. You know, Just figure it out. Let me know. And we'll trade uh, that stock for some coffee. Uh, you give me it. some That's variety so I get to know your coffee a little bit better. And if it's as good as I think it is, you'll probably have a customer for life. Well, good. Well, that's an easy trade. I'll, I'll send you all the coffee you ever wanted. You'll have to actually tell me to stop. Okay, I appreciate <laughs> that. Evan, thanks for being on the show. It's really been great having you. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Okay. And I'd like to ask 
Aaron, who's our engineer, to do me a favor. As we take this commercial break, I'm going to have to shut down my Skype connection and reset it. So, Aaron, when 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 we cut away to commercial, uh, don't be surprised if I'm gone. Uh, I'll get right back to you, okay? I want to ask all of our listeners to stick around for the next uh, couple of minutes while we take a commercial break, and we'll be right back with Chris Cook from Timney Triggers. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. For over 40 years, Macmillan USA has been at the leading edge of the gun stock industry. The company was born out of the desire to improve and perfect form, function, and precision with every one of their premium fiberglass stocks. From tactical to hunting to competitive shooting, Macmillan stocks are designed to dominate. Their signature three-way adjustable butt plates, adjustable cheek pieces, rail mounts, and adapters provide a versatile platform built on performance. Over 65 custom finishes are available, ranging from solid colors to camouflage. Check out the Macmillan website for hundreds of stocks available for immediate delivery. And for those wanting something more specialized, call the knowledgeable and friendly staff at Macmillan for a complete list of options at 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. Again, that's 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, what a great guest. What a great story, too. Uh, I'm, you know, it seems like every time we have somebody on that's just really captivating, 
the time goes so fast, you don't really get to talk about a lot of the stuff that you'd like to. Um, I want to get right into our interview with Chris Cook. But before we do, uh, we've got Cooper Balestrino here. All you regulars know she's our um, social media director and she's got some information for you. So, Cooper. Hey, guys, I'm here to announce that our pre-Black Friday sale is in full swing. If you didn't receive the email, don't worry. We are offering our listeners this deal as well. And for the first time in Macmillan history, we are offering you 10% off retail pricing on a custom ordered stock when you call into our facility. The 10% discount is valid with the following stocks and finishes. Fixed Comb Game Scout, Fixed Comb A3 Sporter, Fixed Comb HTG, Fixed Comb A5, and Fixed Comb A3. And you have the option of a solid color or a transition camo paint option. Um, But hurry, the sale only lasts until Tuesday, November 21st at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And the only way to receive this discount is to call call us during our hours of operation to order your stock by using the promotion code BLACKFRIDAY17. And we are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And our number is 623-582-0536 or toll-free at 877-877. Three six five six one four eight, and again the code is Black Friday seventeen. Uh, thanks, Cooper, and just want to let everybody know that you can get all that contact information right on the website Macmillan USA. So if you didn't get a chance to write down any of the phone numbers, you can find them there. Really easy enough. Also, when she says the first time ever, it, truly, guys, it really is the first time ever. And the reason that we've never done this before is because it it it's a a real challenging prospect for us but we have had so many people call in and say how come all your specials are only for on the store i I can't order exactly what i want so this time we are are going to let you tell us exactly what you want we're going to make it we're just going to put a little uh guidelines around which stocks and and the types of uh, finish that you can have on it but the rest of it um, you'll be able to custom order and get your 10 percent discount so get on that right away Okay, right into the show. Uh, we have Chris Cook here from Timney Triggers. Uh, I will be honest, I've, I've known the Tim, Timney, uh, the Veer family for a long time. Um, and I've known of Timney Triggers and, and used them and shot them and they're right down the street from me. But I was at a show uh, in ASGW, which was a wholesaler show a, a little over a year ago. And I saw Timney's booth with just walls and walls of product hanging. And I thought, I'm amazed. I had no idea that that was the direction that you guys were going in. So first off, I just wanted people to understand why I'm so impressed and why I've got you here. But once again, like we do with most of our guests, give us a little background so we get to know you a little bit better. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me here. I'm pretty excited about this. I got to be honest, following Evan is going to be a little difficult because that's a company that I look to, to enjoy their success and see them project both socially and in the conversations I have in the industry. Um, by myself, I'm from a military family. Uh, grew up doing the two-year shuffle from place to place to place. Uh, father was in the Army. I have two brothers of my three that are currently serving in the Army. I served for a couple of years in the Marine Corps after getting out of high school and then followed that up with two years in the reserves. After that, I worked for a security company for a few years and then through networking, in Northern Virginia, ended up working uh, in an oil petroleum uh, distribution business. I learned that 
standing around and uh, doing the forever wait was fun, but going on and meeting people and developing business and interaction and creating relationships for me was something I really enjoyed, especially with people that all had their own kind of story to tell. Um, and then we have a little bit of a, of a meeting of minds that kind of builds the business relationship and therefore builds, uh, you know, progress and growth going forward. I did that for close to 12 years. I moved to Phoenix uh, just last year and uh, was sitting around, took a couple months off and figured, what am I going to do? You know, what do I what do I like? What do I this place is phenomenal. It's a great, great culture here, great community. And uh, happened upon Timney and meeting John and getting an, a great opportunity to work with his company. Um, kind of get welcomed into the family with that. So last October is when I started and I just uh, celebrated my one year, my one year work anniversary there. So just out of curiosity, were you at the NASGW show a year ago? I was not. Okay. This, this past year when we saw each other uh, on the plane and then during uh, touring in the Alamo was uh, the first show for me. And uh, I was extremely excited about the opportunity that that presented for us. So at the time that you started, they had already started the transition because even though Timney Triggers was really well known in the industry and they really had a, a niche that they had carved out for themselves, it was still kind of a mom and pop business. It, very, it still is. It's very much family oriented. Um, mm -hmm. There's a 71 year old company that started back when guys would send their rifles in to be quote unquote sporterized, the essentiality of creating better custom trigger jobs. And then turning into what it is now, the evolution, the consistency and the growth of the company with regards to exposing new products. And it's completely customer driven. You know, there's there's three guiding principles that John still really enforces today. That's the culture of the company. And um, the first is customer service. Uh, customer service above all unmatched in the industry, even in our section of the industry, personally, that was the way I think about it. Uh, the second one is the constant evolution of products. It's something that we ask our people what we what they want. We ask our customers what they want. Every year at major trade shows, people are coming up asking, when are you going to make this? When are you going to make this? And if you ever get a chance to experience our customer service, the thing that we part with is tell us what we can make next because that's going to help drive our business to even be further successful. And the last one is the people. Um, having people that are excited about working there, excited about coming to work, and uh, pushing that out to people that we get a chance to interact with both uh, socially and through business relationships they pick up on that. And that's something that really helps, I think, drive a lot of the success that we have. No matter how well you know, uh, you're know you known in business and, and how good you are at what you do, nothing really ever gives the customer an idea of what kind of company you really are, how big you are. Um, I know uh, Timney just moved into a new facility within the last year. Uh, Tell us about the facility, how many people that, that Timony employs. So it's a, it's a little over 75,000 square feet of production. It's right down the road here in northern Phoenix, right around the corner from uh, Deer Alley Airport. Um, it's interesting. People ask all the time how big Timony is. And I, I think it's interesting because the projection we have is that the size and the depth that we have is about 100 and some people. And it's actually 27. So... We don't have, if you include the sister company that's within the building underneath us as well as part of Timney Manufacturing, it's about 30 people that we have there that work from, you know, seven in the morning till three in the afternoon. I, I wish I could figure out how to use the number of people you do to do the amount of work that you get done. Thank you. Because we have 15,000 square feet and 70 employees. So we're really employee high and, and square footage low, mm -hmm. but we do 13,000 stocks a year. So uh, we we really use everything that we have at our disposal. And I think that's one of the things 
that has allowed McMillan to to kind of get the reputation that we have. Very similar to Timney, you've you've figured out one of the things about Timney, it's always been an affordable price. I mean, when there are other triggers out there at two to three times the price, a Timney trigger was always affordable. And even even your high end triggers are still affordable. And I think that's because they figured out how to maximize their labor because the labor is the biggest part of my cost. Absolutely. We're working. A lot of people call it a lot of different things, working lean, however you want to describe it, but getting people to really expand on what they're really good at, maximizing those talents and putting those people in the right places. It comes a lot to leadership. It comes down a lot to the way that uh, our efforts are managed. And it comes down to the way that we operate with each other within that workspace, which happens to be a lot about supporting each other and finding ways to cut wasted time and interact with each other that's very forwarding for the company. Cool. And what's your your position? I'm actually the director of Sales West. Awesome. I was, uh, uh, well, Kelly put together last year, around this time, he put together a a big get-together for a lot of the journalists uh, across the country, and uh, he included uh, Timney as one of the factories that the journalists went through. And I think you had just moved in there, and I I came in to do a little video, and I was so impressed with your shop floor. I mean, it's spacious, it's brand new equipment. Um, and I was also impressed just recently, uh, I, I received a, a certificate for, I don't know, half off on a Timney trigger or something like that. And so I went over there uh, to buy one and I didn't have to speak to somebody in the back, the guy in the front. You know, he asked me, well, what do you want to use it for? And I told him, you know, I got an AR-15, it's got a CQT scope on the top, POF upper. Uh, you know, my my treasured Noveski lower, uh, what do I want to put in there? And he gave me a couple examples and brought some out for me to feel, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just very impressed that the guy at the front knew everything about your business and was able to help me out. So you guys are doing a great job Thanks. and you're here in what I call Firearms Valley. I mean, you've right. got the, you know, the Silicon Valley up, up in California, but I'm really impressed with the amount of firearms manufacturers and dealers and, and big hitters in the industry that are in our couple, three, four, square, two, three square miles. So. There really are a lot of them. And being a legacy company, I use your company as a legacy company. It's one that's a widely recognized brand. There's a tremendous amount of value behind the name. You tell people, I've got this Remington 700 on a McMillan stock. It's, oh, okay. Well, it was Corinthian leather interior and <laughs> 27 Bose speakers. I mean, it's, it's now the car is better. That's you know, right. It's, 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 it's the platform. It's totally about the platform. And with working, it's the same way. The idea is that we have an opportunity for a customer to engage with us and get a solution to a concern, a question, a problem even, um, or find a solution for their shooting needs within one or two people. And by streamlining it that way, it requires a little bit more time up front to train them appropriately. But to get them involved, when the buy-in occurs, one person can come in and sit and talk to three people. Uh, it makes my job much easier going out and speaking to dealers, to OEMs, um, to other manufacturers, because what I'm speaking is what everyone else speaks the same language. And that's, in, that's inherently helpful. I have a, a little anecdote about that. Um, but I don't even remember it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, we went through a whirlwind Denver Tour. I'm telling yeah, you, I don't 30 know hours in and out. Yeah, and I don't think we, we slept the night before. The night after, we were just so, so uh, excited about the product. Yeah. So. I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. There's a lot of other competitors in your field, just like there are in ours for triggers. How do you navigate the competition? Are you aware of it and choose to not interact? Or 
Is your focus specifically on managing your own evolution to where it doesn't even become part of your playing field? You know, you kind of covered it all there. We don't feel like we're competing with anybody else. They're all competing with us. Okay. And I will tell you, Manners is probably our closest competitor. He makes a good stock. He's in business because of us, Mm -hmm. because at the time that he came on the, uh, the scene, we were delivering six, seven months and he'd tell people I can deliver a stock in six weeks. Wow. And he could because he wasn't making very many of them now. And so he got a lot of my customers who just didn't want to wait that long. And, and that was as a result of what we had done. Uh, you know, we've been trying for years to come up with a solution to the long delivery, but giving a customer every single option available to him and letting him tell us what he wants in it instead of telling them what we want to sell them is, is just not conducive to being able to get it done really quick. But back to, to Manners. Manners makes a great stock now. But now that his delivery times are six to eight months mm-hmm. and his prices are comparable to mine, there isn't any reason for that former McMillan customer who went to him simply because he could get it quicker to, to not come back to McMillan. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. This will be the best year we've ever had. Right. So your question about how do we deal with competitors, we know they're out there. We have a, a standard policy. The history of this company is is the way we deal with with our competitors. Chet Brown, Lee Six, and my dad, three different guys making fiberglass gun stocks in the early years. All of them were friends, all of them shot next to each other shooting bench rest matches. And though we were selling basically virtually the same stocks to the same people, it never affected their relationship. So I don't think that just because Tom Manners is competing for my customers that that I should hold him you know, responsible for anything. It's just another guy trying to make a living for his family. And, and he's done a great job and I commend him for that. Um, do I want to get as many of my customers back as I can? Absolutely. Not to put him out of business or not to hurt his business. If it happens that he loses some customers because of it, that's business. And I think that's fair. Absolutely. And so we do it in a fair way. We don't badmouth our customers. We, we focus on what we can do, what we do, what our stocks are, so that the customers have a choice. When they ask about others, we say, you know, that's really just a decision you'll have to make on your own if it means talking to somebody that has those products and they can give you a better idea of what you need to know than we can. So. And I'm going to add two things, one that Kelly probably, you know, wouldn't say, but, you know, competition is the highest form, or excuse me, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at other folks stocks that are being made they really are kind of patterned on stocks that, that we've made famous in in many different uh, genres uh, and if you look at that picture right behind kelly that's kelly's dad gail and there's three cartridges on the right which uh, i'm not sure the painter meant to do it but it kind of leads into the three generations mm-hmm. that, that have created mcmillan being gail and then kelly and kelly is now has Brittany uh grooming for 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 that and uh which is also the whole uh reason behind McCube. And, and what McCube is doing is it's bring, bringing the legacy, the family, uh, the tradition, the panage, the cachet, whatever word you want to use, uh, to the market. So somebody who's you know just getting started and maybe is in his early 20s and, and is an avid hunter and wants to get behind a Macmillan stock, he can do that now with McCube for about you know a third uh, of the price uh, and without any weight. And then once 
things get better for him or her and they, they want to get into a McMillan stock and pay, pay a little extra to, to get that custom stock that they want, well, now they have that as well. So I think it's a great strategy in marketing and it's a great way to give to the community uh, and proliferate a McMillan stock you know, that much quicker. I appreciate the, the question, Chris, but I have to be honest, we really don't use this time to promote McMillan. Most of the people who listen to us um, get little bits and pieces along the way, but we really want to talk about you and Timby. So what I want to know is what you bring to Timby, because I know they're going through a transition on how they're approaching marketing and how they're doing things. So talk to me about what you what you do to to make that brand more visible. That's a great question. One of the things they've hired myself and my counterpart, Ed Mazio on the East Coast, uh, to do is to bring the opportunity to develop and grow business relationships. Uh, a lot of this growth we're gonna be experiencing this year and going forward gets out of the normal role of customers calling in and then answering the phone and taking orders more into creating pathways where we now have a viable product that is a lifetime warranty. We make more of different triggers than any other company on the planet. Uh, not just the AR and the Remingtons, but all the other things that we offer and we bring to the table. Getting in front of the distributors, getting in front of the people whose job it is to press our brand based on the quality, the evolution of the product, and the availability of it. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that make great products that it's tough to get. And John has made tremendous inroads to invest in not only the company, but the people to manage and run the company and operate for it to make sure that we can continue with that commitment. My job more specifically is going out and visiting OEM manufacturers. It's going out and attending those distributor shows and opening up new relationships or even bettering existing ones to let them know that we're here to serve them. And if we can help them alleviating the concerns that they have by talking through and creating solutions, there's no reason that we can't both enjoy growth and success together. And that's what it's about. You know, that's something that's new for us. We've Because of the way we do our business, we've never really felt like we had a, a product that would be well served by the distribution networks or by factory reps because it's so individual. Mm -hmm. You know, we have dealers, but nobody buys uh, 10 stocks and has them on their shelf mm -hmm. because they don't know what the next 10 guys coming in are going to want. And if they if they can't give them exactly what they want and they know they can get it from McMillan, there's no reason for them to buy them from the store. So other than just a very few uh, stores that, that stock our stocks, it's more pass-through orders. Hmm. So now with the McCube, do we definitely want to kind of ex um, experience all the different kinds of distribution and see what works best for us? My question for you is, managing all those relationships has got to be a chore. How do you do it? Well, you know, they say if you uh, love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Um, and I have, as you see on the table, I have two phones. So one of them for, it can go off whenever. And my job is to make sure that we're taking care of our customers and distributors are still customers. It's a relationship, it's different, but they're servicing the brick and mortars that we inherently want to support and grow in this country because they're providing jobs for people. And the more gun stores and outdoor centric places we can have for people like Cabela's and others to go to and experience our products, we're all winning with that. Um, it's a, it's a, it's not a chore, but it does require a lot of attention, a lot of time. So you're in the big box like Cabela. Do you have an end cap? Is it behind the desk? Where do they? Keep no. Your what's trainers? one of the things we're working on this year is managing that and building that relationship. We're not there yet, but we're on the cusp of it. But I wanted to talk about your M3 Cube as far as what we're doing too. Touching, feeling, 
the product is something that's really helpful to get end users on board with because there's so many choices online and everybody's using their phones and their computers to see what's out there, then they're shopping by price. When someone sits in that car with that Corinthian 11 or 27 speakers, <laughs> um, we get a chance to put something in front of them that they can touch. And this year we did testers and put a variety of our testers in different stores to show people the level of quality that we have and the commitment to that. And even though it's only AR-based because it was the easiest one to make, they can then understand the story of all the other things that we bring to the table as well. So as we start to press that out to the brick and mortars, giving them tools um, necessary for people to touch, feel, and see the differences, um, having a stock like that out there, just one or two even at stores and larger ones that qualify through purchasing might be something to consider. Well, my question was more as a general question on how you manage thousands of dealers all over the country, mm-hmm. um, factory reps, distributors, and, and a good friend of ours, and I know you know him, Frank DeSoma, mm-hmm. the Patriot Ordnance Factory, hey has this awesome program that he's actually has spent years developing. We're going to buy in. APB 360 is the name of it. I'm only giving you this. You can do all the research you want from now out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you about it on the show, but it's a great program. It's going to allow us to do things because it, it's basically a whole map of all of the active FFLs right now, who they are and where they are, and uh, the ability to interact with all of those and have your your reps and your distributors interact as well and, and work within you that framework. So, so that's how we're going to, with absolutely no experience, think have a leg up on trying to get into the distribution business. We've only got two minutes left. I wanna make sure that we let the customers know exactly how to find out more information about Timmy. Uh, best way to find us is online, of course, is timmytriggers.com. And we've got some great new products going to be released out here at SHOT Show 2018. I'm happy to tell everyone that uh, listening that we're going to have the Browning X-Bolt, uh, the Tika T3. We have a brand new uh, Remington Ventress trigger that starts off in the two-ounce range, um, as well as two other surprises that we're just tying up back now. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do about talking about that and have that ready, but it's going to be pretty exciting. That's awesome. Uh, you got social media too? Absolutely. On yeah. Facebook, we're Timmy Triggers. Uh, they also have a Timmy Triggers shooting team, and they're on Instagram as well, at Timmy Triggers. Great. Well, it sounds like you've covered all of the marketing stuff that's you know really pertinent today. Um, you guys have made such big strides already. I, I, I know that you're excited about what the future holds, and uh, I'm really excited to be kind of a part of it, have you on the show. Thanks a lot for being here, Chris. It's been great. Thanks very much. It's been a great time. Learned a lot. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for being here, uh, uh, sticking around for this last hour. It's been great. I wish we had had a two-hour show this time. Uh, Chris was awesome. Evan was awesome. Cooper did a great job. A lot of good things going on in McMillan, and I just was happy to share it. Um, stick with us. Um, uh, through the holidays, we're going to have a pre-recorded show next week, uh, simply because the studios are closed. So um, we won't have a live show, but we'll be back after the Thanksgiving holiday. And I look forward to seeing you all then. Enjoy the great holiday, this country, and all the freedoms that you have because of the the servicemen that have served us. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks. <laughs>